from our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to It's All Political, the Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer, and today we're going to talk about San Francisco's next mayor. Yeah, San Francisco is going to elect a new mayor on June 5th, and breaking it down for us today is Chronicle columnist Heather Knight. She knows these folks. She's She walks the streets with them. She knows what they're really like, and she's going to tell us all about it. Welcome to It's All Political. <laughs> All right. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. So the field is set. We know who is running to be the next mayor of San Francisco. Tell us who those lucky contestants will be. (laughs) Well, there's eight who've officially filed papers. Four you've probably heard of. Um, There is London Breed, who is currently the acting mayor of San Francisco by virtue of her being the board president when Mayor Ed Lee died last month. There is Jane Kim, a sitting supervisor. Mark Leno, who currently does not have a job but was last in the state Senate, and Angela Aliotto, who was a one-time supervisor and, of course, a famous name in San Francisco because her dad was once the mayor. So we have three women and one guy running to be the next major. We'll, we'll, we'll talk only major candidates here. Um, is this San Francisco's kind of Me Too moment here? or what is this all going to be about identity politics or what's up? Yeah, it was actually weird the other day when Mark Leno filed his papers and I asked him in the basement of City Hall, so what does it feel like to be the only man running for the mayor of San Francisco? And he laughed and said, you noticed. Um, I don't think that question has ever been asked (laughs) before that I'm aware of. Uh, It's really interesting that 75% of the major contenders are women, one of them Asian, one of them black, and it's a, it does seem to be a very interesting moment in the Me Too movement. Some people are saying 2018 is the year of the women, um, and I think Mark Leno will have a challenge in kind of dealing with that aspect. Right, and, and each of them would be a, well, except for Angela Aliotto, so it would, be, it would either be, uh, London would be the first African-American mayor of San Francisco, after american uh, woman mayor, female mayor, uh, Jane Kim, first Asian-American woman to be mayor. Uh, Mark Leno will be the first gay uh, uh, mayor of San Francisco. And Angela Aliota would be the first what? The first... Uh, daughter of a daughter. mayor? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, everybody's got to have something. You're not going to cut out your, 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 your space in the race. But a new poll out just this week uh, about the, the, the people who are actually running in the race shows that people really don't have much to... They, there's no distinction between them. London Breed um, and Leno were the top pick with 15% of the voters surveyed. Uh, Jane Kim had 12%. Uh, Angela, Angela Aliotto had 4%. Um, and uh, half of the people voted for undecided. So what does that tell you? Right. I think, um, I mean, of course, the race is brand new. This just got into play a few weeks ago. So I'm sure more people will start paying attention now that the field is set. But there's no runaway contender definitely it's wide open I think some people are um, a bit surprised that more people didn't throw their hats in the ring it seemed I was expecting you know maybe 10 people 
that we've heard of before to be mm-hmm. running because, I mean, why not? The person who wins will have the better part of 10 years in office if they win two more terms, which they would have the right to do, and incumbents almost always win in San Francisco. So it is surprising that more people didn't throw their hats in the ring. So before we get to the, the people who are actually running, let's talk about some of the people who didn't run. Uh, Herrera got 4% in this poll, uh, as, as much as Angela Aliotto did. We have uh, uh, Assemblyman David uh, Chu isn't running. Um, tell us about some of those guys and some of the other folks who were decided not to run, and why Why not? Yeah, and you never really know why not, because they never tell you <laughs> the real it's answer. It's always family reasons. Exactly. Family reasons. Um, it is interesting that um, the people who are running don't have kids, uh, except for Angela Aliotto, who's are grown. But um, a lot of people who did not run did use the the family reasoning for not. Mark Farrell was expected to run. He's a supervisor with three little kids at home. He said he wanted to spend more time with his family. But another reason may be that as supervisor, he can keep working as a venture capitalist. As mayor, he would have to give that much more lucrative job up. Um, I'm not really sure why Dennis Herrera didn't run. He was expected to, um, has run in the past but the thinking is that he thought he would only have a shot if he was named interim mayor, and it doesn't look like he has those six votes he would need to get that slot. Um, David Chu, the assemblyman, would have to give up his job in Sacramento to run, which he wasn't willing to do. Carmen Chu, the assessor, was another um, speculated candidate, decided not to run. She said she had a lot more to do in the assessor's office. Um, and it was also anticipated that an outsider might get in the race. Um, the most common name I heard was Daniel Lurie of Tipping Point, but he um, never made the gossip go anywhere <laughs> beyond just that <laughs> gossip. He's got a good, good get over a tipping point. Okay, let's talk about interim mayor, too. Um, so there is a chance right now, unless the board decides other, otherwise, the board of supervisors decides otherwise, London Breed will continue to be interim mayor until the primary on June 5th, unless six members of the board of supervisors can pick anybody, anybody from the 864,816 residents, well, maybe not the children, (laughs) of San Francisco to be mayor. What are the chances of that happening? So far, it doesn't seem good. Um, A number of names have been thrown around, various former mayors, even Willie Brown, Art Agnos. Yes, he says he was from the Jurassic Age and doesn't want (laughs) to come out of that. Um, But so far, nobody has six votes. Another key thing to remember is that if a supervisor wanted to do it, he or she cannot vote for um, themselves, so they would actually need seven, including their own vote. Um, And so far, nobody has that. Um, Aaron Peskin on Tuesday called for a special meeting next week, which still has yet to be scheduled. But um, at that point, there will at least be some discussion about this, and we'll see if anybody does have the votes, but so far. But there's no one nobody. like, there's there's no one. How about you, wasn't the uh, Ben Rosenfeld, he, the, the the city, tre- what is he, treasurer? He's the controller of controller. the city. He was He's a well-respected, liked guy who doesn't seem particularly partisan, and his name had come up, but he has already said he has an actual job to do and can't just leave the city <laughs> finances on their own for or six months to, God to, knows we need to be mayor. <laughs> okay, so all right now, so as it stands now, what's the obviously the voters are still ignorant of, of who the candidates are. Um, what is the difference between these folks? Really, there doesn't seem to be a lot so far in terms of policy issues. They're all talking a lot about homelessness. Um, of course, everybody who spends any time in San Francisco knows that 
this is a major problem on the city streets that City Hall so far has not been able to deal with in any major way. They're all saying that needs to be dealt with. They're all talking about um, the mental illness that's so rampant on the streets, and they're talking about um, the injection drug use and car break-ins, public safety, transit. Um, They all agree the same issues need to be dealt with. Of course, affordability is another big one. They all want to build more affordable housing, but... um, in terms of the actual policy differences, they seem pretty detail-oriented right now and not a lot separating them. So this will be a, a campaign largely run on personality and and who your demographics are, who's going to be backing you. Will, right. That has been the big component of London Breed's campaign so far. She filed her papers at the Department of Elections earlier this week, accompanied by 10 little girls, and um, made a big deal of telling them that they too could be mayor one day because look at her story. She grew up in the public housing projects in the Western Edition, very poor background, but has risen to be acting mayor of San Francisco and could be the um, full mayor if she wins election in June. And she told those girls, promise me one day that you may run for mayor as well. And they were all very excited and gave her handshakes, um, (laughs) saying that they'll be following this and they may do it themselves one day. Um, And a bunch of women held a press conference last week calling on the board to just let London Breed remain in office. There's no reason to be taking a black woman out of office immediately and are definitely making her gender a major issue. Interestingly, Chelsea Handler tweeted on Twitter that she wants London Breed to stay in office. Um, Lena that's, Dunham's... That's her first time she's weighed in on a San Francisco <laughs> mayor's, mayor's race. I like that. <laughs> Lena Dunham's Lenny letter, which is pretty well read in the feminist circles around the country, also touched on the fact that London Breed should remain in office. So that is definitely going to be a big issue in her campaign. And how do the, the rules state that she, that she can, uh, but she can't also... Do her, how, does, how does that work? Explain how that works. As acting mayor, which is what she is ever since the mayor passed at SF General last month, um, she is has a bunch of jobs. She's the mayor of the city. She's a supervisor representing District 5. She's president of the board, and she's a candidate for the mayor in June, doing all four jobs at the same time. Some people say that's not appropriate. We shouldn't have, for example, the same person um, crafting the budget, voting on the budget, setting the committee that will work out the details of the budget all, you know, at the same time, that there's no checks and balances in that. Um, If the board does appoint her as interim mayor or anybody else as interim mayor, they could not remain supervisor. So that's a big difference. And Jane came, I remember, uh, as someone, in fact, I looked up the other day, where um, she was a volunteer with the Matt Gonzalez campaign in 2004. And one of the people who she initially, she was a community organizer, and she did not want to run for office. And then Gonzalez encouraged her to run for office. What's her What's her backstory? What's her life story that she's telling? If, if that's the London Breed story, what's Jane Kim's story? What she seems to be emphasizing so far is um, her progressive credentials, the fact that she proposes um, big ideas. She said when she filed her papers, I'm not afraid to propose big, bold ideas and lose. Um, she's straight out of the Bernie Sanders mold. He um, endorsed her in her One campaign. Of the few. Yes, yes, for yes. state senate. Um, against Scott Wiener last year, and she seems to be in that real progressive big idea, even if they're not practical mode. There were some Bernie bros, you could call them, at her um, Department of Elections filing the other day, um, all taking selfies with her. You know, she's pretty young progressive. Speaking of young progressive, I I couldn't help notice the generational differences here. We have uh, Alioto is 68 years old. Uh, Leno is 66, but great hair and teeth, I must add. He's got a great smile. A wonderful smile. (laughs) I'm very envious on on both counts. Uh, 
uh, Breed is uh, 43 and Kim is 40. Is that going to play into this? Uh, and, and how will that play these these sort of generational gap here? Yeah, um, it's interesting. So far, um, Leno and Kim, despite their age difference, are both painting themselves as the change makers, the um, people who will really set the city on a different course. And London Breed is being painted by others as the continuation of Ed Lee, Willie Brown, and Gavin Newsom. They're saying, if you liked how San Francisco has gone over the past 20 years, vote for her. If you think we need change, don't vote for her. And then Angela Alioto is talking a lot about old San Francisco, um, her father, previous generations, how we've lost the heart and soul of the city. Um, There were a lot of just old-timer neighborhood folks who came with her to the Department of Elections the other day. So she's running on kind of, uh, is she the only one running? running on kind of the let's make San Francisco more like San Francisco again or, or any anyone else trying to touch on that? Uh, no. London is really stressing her personal story. Leno and Kim are stressing making San Francisco different, and Angela Alioto is stressing going back to what we've lost in the past in San Francisco. Does she have a particular, is it like make make America great again, <laughs> make San Francisco great again? Is it Does she have a particular year, like... 1975 or, or good question her signs have some i'm not going to get the exact slogan right but something about saving the heart of san francisco and the heart is actually a picture of a red heart not <laughs> spelled out <laughs> okay um so you've you've um, been on the trail with each of these folks what do they what do they like you know when you see them uh, you know we know angela has a big personality uh, and, and uh, what 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 do you know? What what can you tell us about each of these folks when you see them on the trail? When you talk to them, what are they like? Um, London Breed is just uh, says anything that comes to her mind. She's gotten in trouble in the past for dropping some four letter bombs. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we, like an f bomb. Yeah. Like we'll bring back Chris Daly. <laughs> uh, she's um, she just doesn't suffer fools, I would say. Um, Angela Alioto is somewhat similar. She says anything that comes to her mind. She talks, she's been in the homeless circles for ages and believes that that's the big issue now and wants to keep working on it. Um, She'll tell you exactly what's on her mind. Jane Kim is more reserved, quieter, um, never quite know what you're going to get when you talk to her. Mark Leno is just really friendly, the big smile we already talked about. Just seems like a real nice guy. Yeah, he's more of a straight politician. And yeah. He's been, been in the business 30 years now. Um, so, okay, we were already seeing, as you reported the other day in your column, the, the politics of the mayor's race enter the women's march that will be in San Francisco and in lovely Oakland on uh, um, January 20th, is it? Yes. And um, so tell us about how the, that the, mayor's, the politics of the mayor's race is going to play out in the women's march. Well, the organizers of the women's march who are expecting, again, tens of thousands of people. Um, They're already expecting 60,000 and more could show up. It's going to be a big event. They wanted to make a big deal about the fact that the Board of Supervisors has six women as its majority for the first time in more than 20 years. But then when they realized so many of them are running for office and they're applying for nonprofit status, they ditched that idea. Um, So they're only having the women who are not running for anything participate, which is only half of them. Um, <clears throat> but they're really stressing the importance of women getting out to vote this year in the November midterm elections. They're going to have people registering people to vote, you know, on hand that day. They really want um, it to move from beyond just getting mad and actually taking action. Right. No, and, and I think we were, I was at the Women's March in Washington last year and you were here in San Francisco and the energy was just, it was, it was one of the greatest events I've ever seen just in terms of the amount of energy there, uh, the, 
people were, you know, came from all over the country, many of them uh, expecting to see something else happen the day before the inauguration of the first female president. They didn't. And, and, and they were there and they didn't quite have a, there wasn't an agenda. It was one of those things like the uh, million man March where you're coming there just to be there. And there wasn't like a set agenda. Here's our 10 policy points. But I think this year, as you say, the energy would be different. And uh, there's a record number of women running for office across the state, across the, the country. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens then. But based on this this mayor's race, this is going to be a lot of fun for you to cover. I mean, don't you, are you excited? Because this will be like a, you have four very interesting personalities. And, of course, the other candidates will be will be getting grief about not mentioning them. But, you know, I'm, all right. <laughs> uh, but this it sounds like, are you excited about covering this race with these four different personalities? Yeah, um, I was anticipating two more years of just kind of chugging along at City Hall (laughs) looking for interesting stories. It's obviously devastating that the mayor died. Um, We're all still sad about that. But um, the fact that this race has been moved up a year and a half makes it just a real race to the finish instead of the really long, winding stretch we were anticipating. Um, And for big personalities um, who all, as we said before, have really interesting personal stories, I think it's going to be really interesting to cover. All right. Heather, thanks for stopping by. It's all political. Great to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to It's All Political, and thank you to our guest, Heather Knight. She'll be writing about the mayor's race uh, this Sunday in the Chronicle and for the next five months. Jeez. And remember, no matter who you're voting for, mayor, no matter where you are or what you're doing, it's all political. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz. Our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. And our producers are Peter Hartlaub, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varellis. It's all political's theme music. We have theme music. It's called Cattle Call by Randy Clark's Crow Song. The Chronicle's Josh Zucker, who is our podcast's musical director, is on base. If you like what you heard, listen to Chronicle Podcasts and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com backslash podcasts, plural, or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.